Today on the podcast, we're talking about two simple words that can be oh so hard to say. I'm sorry. But really, why is it? We are all human. We're going to make mistakes and we can't avoid saying I'm sorry because we have so much ego wrapped up in not being wrong. It's great. It's like you're owning up to whatever happened. You're acknowledging your fault in it and you allow the person to move on and you allow yourself to move on too. Now, I've done podcasts on forgiveness before, but this one is a little bit different. It's all about establishing a relationship with the words, I'm sorry. It often can't change what happened, but it can change how long it goes on or the resentment attached to it. And also, it shows that you are being upfront and honest and vulnerable in the best way. Embracing I'm sorry has helped me in my business and in my personal life, and I think it will for you too. We're talking all about the I'm sorry's today. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Today, we're diving into the apology, the I'm sorry, that moment when you acknowledge that you have done something wrong or you didn't do something that you were supposed to, in some way, you made a mistake. I'm going to make this nice and broad in business and in life, why the I'm sorry is so important, why it's so hard for so many of us to do sometimes, and the proper way to actually apologize. My, I started researching this whole concept of apologies and specifically just saying I'm sorry because I think so many times we avoid doing this for a bunch of different reasons, but I think that it really strengthens relationships. So let's start with business. That's a little bit easier because it's not involving as personal and and deep of relationships in business. I think there is so much value to companies and businesses saying I'm sorry when they need to because it shows honesty and transparency and ownership and acknowledgement of whatever happened. So sometimes in business, you know, things go sideways or maybe a shipment didn't go out. And my team always knows the way we operate business is right away. It's not an excuse. It's not like, oh, well, FedEx this, or there's no blaming, or there's no, um, yeah, I don't know. Just like, the, you know, you'll just get like a web of excuses when it just would have been so much better if someone just said, you know what? I am so sorry that mistake happened. That is not something we ever want to happen. We are genuinely sorry. And then I'm going to go through the three ways, kind of past, present, and future, that I think all apologies should be framed. We'll get into that. But that's what it made me start thinking about this in business. And I think that we don't think necessarily of 
companies that we deal deal with or do business with and apologies you think of, you know, your family, your spouse, your friends, but I think it's important for us in all avenues of our lives to exercise our I'm sorry skills. So in business, it has been hard for me. Maybe I, as you probably know, I manufacture beauty products for a living, sunless tanning products mainly. And sometimes we will be making a new run of product and maybe the moose pumps fail. So, I mean, I mean, listen, in business, things happen. Um, not too long ago, we had 10,000 moose pumps that we were online for production. We were ready to go on this. And then the product was backordered for quite a while because the pumps all failed. So rather than like not saying anything, which I think is something a lot of us do, we avoid it in life just because it's like, just, it's, you know, it's it's something shitty. You don't want to talk about it. Like that sucks. But I think you show up, you're super upfront and honest and say, listen, this was unforeseen. We completely apologize. Here's what's going on. And here's what you can expect from us and give people options. Uh, We could ship you this in this product. You can wait. This is the estimated date. And I think by not procrastinating with it, It just makes the whole situation better all the way around. I wonder how many people have done what I've done so many times is we're just not sure about a situation or we just don't want to deal with the situation. So we just kind of table it and go on to other things, but then it kind of snowballs. I think by just being upfront and honest and saying that I'm sorry and just being transparent, the other person appreciates it. And what someone says, I'm sorry, there's like, okay, they've they've apologized. But if you go to someone with a whole bunch of excuses, even if they're even if it's the truth, it still is like, couldn't you have just said I'm sorry and like shoot me straight and like give me what the solution is here? So that's how I approach it in business. I think it's always best to be transparent, set realistic expectations, and also kind of commit to, all right, we've learned from this and this is why you can count on us. And this is how this is not going to happen in the future, just so people understand. And I think that most people are kind, rational humans, and they appreciate that. And even if they're mad, you know, when you deal with an e-commerce business like we do, no matter what, you're going to have people who come at you hot for different things. Sometimes it's our fault, sometimes it's not. And I think that a genuine apology and transparency, even if someone is so fired up, it kind of takes the fire out of it. Cause it's like, you know, they've apologized. They've kind of laid it all out. You know, we gotta, we gotta kind of move on from there. So I think in business, it's really important. And I think something for, um, especially this day and age with social media and lifestyle brands and branding, being able to be transparent and say, I'm sorry, I know that um, you know sometimes, especially this year, has been such a polarizing year. And I know some um, influencers who have said things that have rubbed people the wrong way. And I really think that it's difficult because we all are instantly defensive when things like this happen. But I think that the best thing that you can do is hear other people, self-reflect, and give a genuine apology. And for the couple people that I saw this happen to that I follow on social media, I really think this one would have been a better move for them than going on the defensive. And um, and I understand we all want to 
we all want to rationalize why, why we did what we did. But if we did something that hurt people, whether it was intentional or not, I think that we need to lose the ego of it and go straight to the I'm sorry. And it can take us a while to get to that place. But I think that by just, you know, my, my goal with all these podcasts is to hit pause on life for something that I think is worthwhile. And this whole concept of just say you're sorry, I think is so huge. Something happened in my life. I'll probably share at some point, but I'm not quite ready to at this point. Something happened in my life within the last couple days where someone made a mistake in my life and it caused a a big loss. Thank goodness, you know, everyone's healthy and all that kind of stuff, but it it caused a big loss for me, for our family, some, something that was lost. And so um, it was very specifically um, somebody's fault. And just by not acknowledging it, it was very clear, like cut and dry, no, no option. Facts are facts. You know, it was very, very much this person's fault. And I am very self-aware and I'm just like, you know, mistakes happen. But just because this person um, didn't acknowledge it, um, didn't, didn't, I mean, not, not, not even didn't say I'm sorry, but also like just didn't just like, um, I guess, I mean, just straight lied about, just straight lied about it when it was very clear that it wasn't. It just kept it going in a way that it was like, oh, I was so ready to just be like, you know what? Mistakes happen and we move on, but because of the lie and the not not acknowledging it, it just has left this like open wound a little bit. And I I have figured out in my life a way to forgive people even when they don't apologize, but it takes a little while. And like I said, this, this thing that happened is very fresh and new. But that's kind of a, a whole nother a whole nother element about it. But in this situation, if that person would have said, I'm so sorry. I'm just so sorry. That's it. Sometimes if you're still working through it and you're not sure how to do the apology, I think a lot of us, our instinct is to say, I'm sorry, but this, this, and this, and here are all the excuses, or here are all the, you know, other things that are, you know, kind of conflicting the actual I'm sorry message. Sometimes if you're not sure, just say, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry that happened. I'm really sorry I hurt you. And sometimes simple is better than complex because a lot of times if we keep talking, we're going to, you know, somehow kind of blame them or blame other people or the apology gets watered down because, but you know, by the other stuff that we're adding to it. I just think that sometimes just saying I'm sorry just lifts it. I'm telling you, if this person would have just said, I'm so sorry, it would have helped the whole situation and the whole relationship so much more and, and and kind of get to this whole like forgiveness point so much faster. But I get it. It's hard because we're de- we're defensive. And if we're kind of ashamed of what happened, I mean, it's hard to get to that place to where you say, I'm sorry. But I think that we just need to think of it as a strength, not a weakness. I think that we should embrace vulnerability in life in general, but also in this conversation. You know when you have done something wrong and you're kind of just walking around like you have a like you have a rock in your shoe. It's just like something isn't right. Your day is just off. But then picture you sit down on the curb and you shake the rock out of your shoe and it's just like that weight is lifted. For me, and I think for so many people, that's what an apology is. It's like, okay, get the, you know, you, you just can't go about your day when you have the weight, this weight on your shoulder. But once you, you know, shake the, shake your shoe out, 
you're like, okay, that happened. My, my foot could still be a little sore, but we, the weight is lifted once you apologize. And I think when you take that responsibility, you're less likely to do it again. And even if the person that you are apologizing to hasn't fully forgiven you, you've done your part. You've done your part in the conversation and you've done what you can do at this point. And if they do forgive you, especially right away, that's even better. And it just, it feels, it just feels so good. On the flip side of it, if you're the person that someone is apologizing to, let them apologize to you. It's a really interesting thing. And sometimes we get so much in our own head or we could be fired up or we could be mad. But when someone comes to you to apologize, even if you're not ready to forgive them, I really think you should allow them to apologize without interrupting them, without countering them, because it's good for them. It's good for you. Sometimes you will need more time. But being open to that apology, knowing that it takes a lot of strength and vulnerability, and it takes a lot for that person to come to you with it, and just let them talk, you know? Okay, let's talk a little bit more about the art of an apology and what makes for a good apology. So I think that a lot of a lot of the times when we go to apologize, we mean for it to be sincere but it doesn't always come out that way. Sometimes we get heated and we add a but or an if at the end of it. But I think in a healthy apology, there is no but or there is no if. There's no saying, I'm sorry you felt that way or I'm sorry you took what I said that way. You know these apologies that aren't really apologies that actually end up making it worse? An apology is when you apologize for your action or your non-action, depending on what the situation is, but you're not apologizing for the result of that action. You know what I mean? The difference of that? So you're, you're not saying, I'm sorry that this happened because of, because of what I did. It's just, you're just apologizing for your action or your lack of taking action. And that's what taking ownership really looks like. It's vulnerable and it's raw. You're not playing the victim. This is what I was referring to the whole to the whole past, present, future thing. So here's how I break down an apology in my mind and I think it makes it really powerful. Here's the past. Listen, I messed up. Present, I am so incredibly sorry. Future, and I will try my hardest not to do that again. So there you go. Past, present, future. Listen, I messed up. I'm so incredibly sorry, and I will try my hardest not to do it again. That is a healthy, genuine apology. You're not acting like the victim. You are not trying to make excuses. You are not blaming. There's not resentment. There's not all these other things. You've let go of your ego, and you're saying a genuine apology. And then you can have forward momentum. You know, then you're kind of saying like, okay, now how can I make the present moment better? For me, this is so much better than sitting in the the guilt of it or the shame or, you know, going round and round on what happened and, and, and having the victim mentality. I just ask myself, okay, even if I feel like maybe things happen and listen, life's complicated. Maybe you have to apologize for something that 
that was complicated and other things were involved and you feel like other people had a part in it. But I just try to focus on what my part in it was. And I just ask myself, do I want to say stay stuck or do I want to move forward? I do not want to feel imprisoned by this. I want to feel liberated. And the cool thing about saying I'm sorry is you're liberating yourself. It's so interesting to me. I think that other things that happen, I I read about this interesting concept about instead of the word mistake, the word is must take. So it's kind of this whole thinking that some of these things that we apologize for, some of these mistakes are lessons we had to learn, like think mistakes we must make in order to learn a lesson that we weren't otherwise learning. You know, the whole concept around, you know, we're constantly, you know, mis- mis- mistakes happen, but we, we learn from them and and we grow from them. And I think that that's a really interesting take on this too, because I think a lot of us get really down on ourselves when we make a mistake and we could say, God, how could I even think I'm a good friend and actually do that? Or how could I think I'm even incapable? Or we, we get so down on ourselves because of this mistake. But it was interesting. I had just never heard that little kind of cheeky term, the mistake. It, you know, it's interesting because depending on what you're apologizing for, maybe it was a lesson, something, a mistake that had to happen, that must happen, a mistake for you to really learn and grow from and be grateful for the lesson, apologize and move forward. Some people have a hard time forgiving themselves and other people have a hard time forgiving other people. But I think the more we can exercise these I'm sorry skills and get good at forgiving ourselves and forgiving other people, the less struggle we're going to have. We've all made plenty of bad decisions and we've hurt other people in some way. And oftentimes it's the people we love the most. But I just think apologizing and making a promise to be more mindful and to try not to do it again is just so powerful because by not by not doing this like by not forgiving someone is like a form of self-imprisonment it's so interesting that's why i said i've tried to allow myself to forgive i i i actively am able to forgive someone that has not apologized just because i realized by not doing it i'm choosing self-imprisonment i'm choosing to feel stuck it's like, you know, when I when I asked a little bit ago, like you you get to choose, do you want do you want to stay stuck? It's it's an interesting question that I think a lot of times we don't realize we have the power to control. And it takes a lot of your own self-love to apologize and realize that you're still a great person, you're still a great friend, mother, wife, roommate, whatever it is. It's just you're going to own what happened and you're going to apologize. You're not any less of a person. I just think by running yourself down, you're doing a big disservice to yourself. And I think that on the flip side of it, saying I'm sorry is so good for your self-esteem. Because like I always say, you've got to protect your headspace and you have to protect your self-talk, what you're saying about yourself. What you're saying about yourself to yourself is the most important thing there is. So by apologizing, it, you're, tell, you're 
accepting I am still a great friend. I just made this bad decision or I just overlooked this or I was inconsiderate or insensitive to what this person was going on, had going on when I said that. You know what I mean? It just makes it so that you're not, you're not making this thing even bigger. This mistake that you've now learned from, you're not taking that down this whole rabbit hole of, you know, why, you know, why it makes you a shit friend. You're just saying, I just made a bad decision. I learned from it. I'm still awesome. It's just so good for your self-esteem to apologize. Just by saying, I'm sorry, it's freeing and it's accepting. It's accepting that you're human and you make mistakes and you remember the lesson and you move on. Okay, back to that healthy apology and trying never to say but or if after your apology. And sometimes, like I said at the beginning, just saying I'm sorry is enough. And we don't always need to over talk it or over explain it. Because like I mentioned, I think that sometimes that actually weakens the apology. And I think another way, another thing that's very important with with this whole concept of I'm sorry, if someone is saying I'm sorry to you, is when someone is ready, I already kind of talked about when someone apologizes, let them, even if you're not ready to forgive them. But when, when the person is ready to apologize, stop putting your foot on the gas and just pull back for a second especially if you're in a heated situation. And I think a lot of times this happens with our spouses. (laughs) So say you're in a heated, like you're still in it. This thing is active. It is active fire. And if someone comes to you to apologize, I really think it's important to realize, okay, they're, they're at that moment to apologize. Don't go, don't step on the gas. Step back and take a pause and let them do that. Because I think that it's really easy to just keep it going like we are fired up, but you got to let them apologize and let that sink in and hopefully it can help you get to your resolution and be able to move on. I've also really tried to shape the way I talk. I, I say I'm sorry to my kids. I used to be a lot more defensive and feel like, you know, I can't show them that I, you know, I'm 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 the boss. They have to under they have to see that that I'm the boss, but I think that it's so important for them to see that mom or dad makes mistakes too and we're able to say I'm sorry. I'll say to my I'm sorry to my kids all the time like if I if I tell them, you know, hey, there's no more there's no more TV and then I think I hear the TV on down the hall and I'm like I said no more TV. And they're like, "I don't have the TV on. That's dad's." And I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I thought I heard that. You're right. Please accept my apology. Now let's go get in the bath. You know, things like that. I am I am very self-aware to just, I want them to realize it's not a weakness. It's just being honest and owning your shit. I'm sorry. I thought that was the TV. I totally kind of gave you heat and you didn't deserve it. I'm sorry. Whereas I could make excuses and say, ugh, well, you were in here. I've already asked you to get in the shower, which that shower is not part of this. This is not part of my mistake, you know, because we can be frustrated with our kids or we, I've already got told you to get in the shower 10 times. I could have rationalized with her why I, why I got a little bit heated. Oh, all right. Well, I thought the TV was on, but I've asked you a hundred times to get in the shower. So that's why. And let's go. No, no. The issue was 
I was heated that I said the TV was on and it wasn't. I lit her up. I was wrong. The TV was not on. I'm not going to involve other issues or make it her fault somehow. I'm going to say, I'm so sorry. You're right. You didn't have the TV on. That was dad's. My mistake. I'm so sorry. And then we move on. I just think that it's so valuable for kids. And I think that teaching your kids the importance of being able to say, I'm sorry, is really important. And I think that with your kids, like everything with, with as we adjust with parenting, don't beat yourself up if you've done this differently before. Okay, cool. Today's day one of the new program. Today's day one of, of a new start. Like anything, you know better, you do better. When you're saying, I'm sorry with your spouse, I read this crazy article. I have no idea. It didn't, it didn't um, like tell the source of the study, but I thought it was fascinating. So I'm going to share it. And whether or not it's true, it's true in my life. And I think it's true with so many men I know. Research says that men listen for three sentences. So when you are having a discussion with your spouse, plan what you want out of the conversation. Whether you're apologizing or whether you're they're apologizing, do you want action to be taken? Do you want to be heard? Do you just want an apology? Do you want them to do something differently? No going into it. I've talked about this lots of times on podcasts. I used to be very long-winded in my discussions with my husband when we had a disagreement. So the idea of a discussion made him literally want to run out the front door into traffic because he felt like it was a never-ending thing. Like, oh, no, 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 don't trap me. Oh, I'm stuck here. So I try to consolidate my thoughts. I'm not sure if I really get it down to three sentences, but I try to plan out what I want to say and what I want to get out of the conversation. So I'll say something like, it really hurt my feelings when you said that comment about this, this, or this. And then say your things and then stop talking. You have their attention. Listen, three sentences. I mean, this research study that I have no facts based on, but it makes sense to me. As an as a former overtalker in discussions, I find that if you can, first of all, don't have the discussion when you're really, really heated or the other person is, and then consolidate it. If you're saying that you're sorry, I think the goal should be to consolidate your thoughts because it's just so much more impactful. It's not watered down. I'm so sorry that I didn't realize you know, whatever it was, or, or I'm so sorry that I forgot that this was, that, that you needed this, or this was important to you. I'm so sorry I overlooked, what, whatever your apology is. But I think that you make it three sentences and then you stop talking. Or if you're asking for an apology, make it three sentences and then stop talking. You have their attention and I think that's when it's the most powerful. Now let's talk about apologies with more of a friend relationship. Say someone really hurt you. And your your friend did something that just really, you know, that really hurt your feelings and you're really upset about. Going into the conversation, you can't expect the person to have the perfect response. It may take her time to reflect and digest and come back to you. You, you know, you knew that you were coming into the conversation. They could be surprised by the conversation. So I just think, I like to open it up if I'm having a conversation with someone that I, you know, something really upset me and this is a good friend, I need to get it off my chest. Know that you got it off your chest and your side of the conversation feels good, 
But I really think the the healthiest way to go into it is not to expect them to give you exactly what you're looking for at that moment. Oftentimes people are defensive and you have to be ready for that. But also allow them space to come back to you if you feel like that's needed. It might not be solved at that moment. I really think that time heals lots of things. And sometimes we need time to go through the things. Maybe they need time to see it clearly. A lot of times when we're heated or we don't have a moment to step back from something, we just don't see the whole picture of it. So I think whether it's you apologizing or you're coming to somebody else hoping for an apology, I think that sometimes we need to realize that what we are hoping for might not happen right away. Like I said, I mean, so often in life, we need time to reflect and digest and then come back to it. So I think that if you can approach a conversation that way and say kind of how you feel and then make it in a comfortable way and allow, especially if it's someone that's super important to you and you just want to get over this hurdle, I think that you present it in a way that allows them to have space. This is how I feel. You digest, you process, let's powwow when you're ready. That that gives them the space rather than have them having a bad reaction or a defensive reaction if that's what you anticipate. Maybe you kind of say your piece and say, and, and just in a very nice way, give them that space because I just don't think that a lot of this happens right away. And I'm telling you, as far as you saying, I'm sorry, even though it feels like, a loss because it feels like you're that you failed at something. You've made a mistake. You've failed. You're vulnerable. You're accepting loss, even if it's something that you feel kind of conflicted about. Like this wasn't completely all on me. But here's the thing: if you say I'm sorry for your part in whatever went wrong, then you've handled your side of the conversation. The other side of the conversation, their side, could come later. Or listen, to be honest, it could come not at all. But you've done what you need to do. You've done your side of it. You've taken the little pebble that was in your shoe and you've shooken it out and you can go You can go along in your day without that weight on your shoulders. You still regret what happened. You still you know, feel badly for your misstep or your mistake or not being considerate or whatever it is. But at least you've done your part in the present moment to make it better. In closing, I just kind of want to recap the part of this in doing my research that I really want to stick with you because this is what has really helped me in my own life. All right, ready? In our apology, there has to be a past, a present, and a future. The past is something like, listen, I messed up. I love you so genuinely. I messed up. I never meant to hurt your feelings. And here's the thing. That does not include excuses. That's not blaming other people. It is a straightforward apology. It Just think of it like, listen, I messed up. That's the past. In the present, your, your, your present statement will be something like, I am so incredibly sorry. And then your future statement is something like, I will try my hardest not to do it again. I have learned from this experience. I never want to feel like this again. I never want you to feel like this again. I will really try my hardest so that this does not happen again. I'm very aware of that. Something like that. A healthy apology has those three things, the past, the present, and the future. And then I'm telling you, you can feel free and you're not indebted to anybody else. It's the question, do you want to stay stuck or do you want to move forward? 
say you're sorry and liberate yourself. I always talk about momentum and I think that so many things like this we can get stuck in. I love the idea of saying I'm sorry because it accepts that we are human, we are going to make mistakes, we are going to be honest and upfront, we are going to take care of the people we love, we're not going to make excuses, we're not going to blame, even if it's not 100% on us, we're going to apologize for our part of it, and then we're going to move on. We're going to learn the lesson, we're going to remember it, and we're going to carry on and have forward motion and have forward momentum. And I think that these issues that come up don't become bigger because we've just said I'm sorry. And sometimes, even if you don't have all of that, the past, present, and future, even if you're not capable of that, even if you're emotional, even if you're not ready, just then fine, just say as so genuinely, I am so sorry. And that's enough. That is often enough to fix whatever's happened. You will feel better. They will feel better. You will know that you did your part. There's just so much power in those two words. I really hope this podcast was able to kind of change your mind about the words I'm sorry, make you so much more open to it and realize that it's not a vulnerability, it's empowering to say I'm sorry. We're not perfect and we're learning and growing every day and we're taking care of the relationships that are important to us and a big part of that is being able to say I'm sorry. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you guys. Send me your thoughts at Lindsay's Cloud on Instagram. I love today's episode. I just think that this is one of those things that sounds like a negative, but to me, it's a positive. It is a positive and it's an important part of our relationships, being able to say, I'm sorry. And I hope in some way in this podcast, we were able to kind of chip away at that and make you so much more open to say, I'm sorry when you need to and accept apologies from other people. Thank you again so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.